Hey everyone, welcome in. Um, I, uh, right off the bat here, I have to say sorry for um, my video yesterday. Um, hopefully this is the only way I led you astray, but um, I said it was Wednesday, and my mom, shout out to my mom, um, told me it was actually Thursday. So that is a perfect representation of um, quarantine life and social distancing life and the life um, in the midst of this pandemic where I don't have any type of routine and I'm home every single day and um, everything just blends together. Um, so I apologize. Today is Friday. Today is not Thursday, which would typically come after Wednesday because today, yesterday was not Wednesday. Just wanted to clear that up for everybody who watched or who listened um, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to be better. But again, hopefully that's the only way that I'm leading you astray. Um, <laughs> so today um, I am uh, going to go through Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. And so we'll just jump right in. I'll go ahead and share my screen. Um, I hope everybody is doing well today. Um, so here we go. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, um, that's a, this is pretty cool that this came up in my devotional today, I'm going to stop sharing now, but because this was a conversation that um, my, my men's Bible study that I do with some of the guys in my program, um, we are actually going through Ephesians right now, and re recently we went through Ephesians 2, and we had a really, really cool um, and really great um, uh, talk about this word, and so I think it's cool now that I get to revisit it on my own and see how God has speaking to me um, uh, today versus, you know, a couple weeks ago when we talked about it, and also how um, what I learned through others through the guys that my Bible study at that time still is present with me today um, as I read through this again. So um, I'd just love to share a couple of those things with you. Um, this will be a shorter video. You're welcome again because I have a um, practical exam that I have to go do pretty soon. So um, I, I won't be able to stay on super long. Um, so again, you're welcome. But um, I just want to start with um, the thing that stuck out to me most when I first read this, or not when I first read this, but when I read it in our Bible study a few weeks ago, and the thing that it still sticks out to me uh, most strongly um, is um, the phrasing where, let's see what verse, it, it's in verse 2, and it says, I'll just go ahead and read verses 1 and 2 again, so um, there's context there, and so verse 1, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, and um, as much as verse two is speaking about the enemy, um, that the phrasing of the prince of the power of the air really captivated me and really, really kind of 
I don't want to say convicted me, but just really took stronghold over me. And, and I was just like, wow, that is, that is really, um, really strong wording. Um, and it's, and it makes sense to me. And I know that different translations, if you have a Bible out, that's, I'm, I'm using the English standard version. So if you're using, um, uh, something different, I know that it, it might say something different there, but this translation really, um, was powerful to me because, um, and speaks to me because I think about the way that we, before we know Christ, or even we as Christians, when we stray or when we drift from God, as I've talked about in a couple of our recent videos, we are not, we're not living according to our purpose. And, and in turn, then we're not really living with any type of intentionality. Um, we're not intentionally going about our day um, with uh, drawing near to God so that he will come into us and allow us to perform these good works that um, the end of this scripture that I just read was talking about that God has prepared for us or um, expressing the love that, that God fills us with or any of those types of things. We kind of just go through our day. And it reminds me again of um, last week whenever I was talking about how I, I would just fill up my days with um, school and, and, and gym and studying and um, this and that or whatever. And then it would just be like, all right, well, I'll be awake for, I don't know, 14, 16, 18 hours today. I, these are the things I'm going to fill them with and I'm not going to leave any time for anything else. And the problem with that, um, that I didn't realize during it, is that, um, and, and I think that this can connect back to a lot of different uh, other scripture, um, such as, you know, when, when Jesus tells us or tells his followers and in turn is telling us that he's sending us out like sheep amidst wolves. Is And um, I keep referring back to my Bible study, but this is kind of where we took this conversation recently as well, where... Um, we think that we can handle things on our own. We, we think that, you know, once we've talked to God and say, hey, God, I believe in you. Like, um, I got you in me. Now, like, I'm good to go. Like, I, there's no way that anything's going to be able to overcome me. There's no way that anything's going to be able to take me off this path that you've got me on and all that kind of stuff, which is true when we draw near to God. But whenever we rely on our own selves, it's not even close to true because um, going back to the phrasing of the verse two here, prince of the power of the air, uh, the way that speaks to me is just that, you know, like whether, if we're not on the defense, if we're not on the defensive, if we're not guarding our hearts and we're not guarding our minds and we're not living with that intentionality to know that like, Hey, this world is like not of God. And there's a lot of things here that are out to get me. And, and there's a lot of things that are going to drag me down. And there's a lot of life circumstances that are going to come up and they're going to feel like, wow, I just cannot get past this or whatever to drag us down or to pull us into sin or to tempt, tempt us in towards sin. Um, I, I, I really think about like, <laughs> I, I think this is kind of a funny illustration and I don't know if anybody else has thought about it this way before, but kind of like when we're not grounded, when we're not, we don't have that foundation of, of Jesus every day, whenever we're not, um, you know, firm in him, I just kind of think of it as like just a bag, you know, like think of it like a, uh, a grocery bag just like floating through the wind and whenever the wind is blowing this way it's going to fly this way and then it might fall to the ground and then it might come up and float back this way and I just think of us um, in those terms whenever we aren't either whenever we don't know Jesus and we're unbelievers or whenever we we do but we're drifting and we're just letting the world take control thinking that we're in control but we just have no power think about that that grocery bag does it have any power to just say like well I won't continue flying in this wind like I'll just I'll stop here I, I feel like that's us and maybe that's a silly illustration, but to me it makes sense because like as much as we think we're in control, the things of this world are so much stronger than, than us as as one individual human are able to control. And whenever we aren't don't have that foundation, there's just no way for us to stop it. And and that's what how the enemy really um really gets to us sometimes. It's just that like it 
some of the things look great and some of the things look harmless. Um, and, and some of them we can, you know, discern that are, that are, that are evil and coming to get us. But most of the time when, whenever we're not founded in God, we're thinking on worldly terms rather than being on the defensive, like God tells us to do and being prepared and equipped with his word and have our, um, full, full, full shield of faith on ready to, to not only to go out and proclaim Jesus name, but also to defend ourselves along the way, because we know that this world is, is, um, for lack of a better phrase, like a battleground for us. And it's, and it's just, there are things that are attacking us at all parts of the day. And I, I just think that it's easy to forget that and easy to think we're in control whenever we do believe that we're in control um, because of a lack of foundation. And so I just, that, that phrase, Prince of the Power of the Air, it just really made me think of that illustration that I just brought up. It's just that, like, as harmless as it may seem, um, that's how we are whenever we aren't founded in God. And that's how... Um, that's how many of our brothers and sisters who don't know God are right now. And, and, you know, I think it's, it shouldn't surprise us when we see people that are hurting and we see people that are angry and we see people that feel like they just can't do anything. And then and, and we have people that just feel like there's no hope in this world. Well, of course, because I, I don't know about you, but I felt that way as well before. And, and um, whenever we have no purpose, whenever we aren't living that purposeful life, whenever we don't know why we're here or why we can't seem to control things or why we can't get things under control and we just feel like life is just sending us this way and this way and sending us all these things that we just can't handle, it's because those people just don't have that hope that we have and don't know how to be founded. And so they just keep reaching and they're like, maybe this thing will help or maybe this thing will help. Maybe this person will help me. Maybe I can just rely on them. And, um, it's just, it's just more that I, I just can't get that, that symbolism out of my mind of just like the grocery bag flying in the air, um, and whatever way the enemy wants to take us, he's going to take us. And we're just, we just think we're in control, but we're just really not. And so I'm just going to skip ahead, um, in closing here and, and talk about verse eight through 10. I'll go ahead and read it one more time. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Um, I love this, too, because um, not only does it, it kind of add on, obviously, it's, it's, um, it's, it comes after the verses I was just talking about, so it's, it's adding on, Paul's adding on to his original um, words with, with these later verses. Um, but I love it because just as I was just, I was just speaking about how we think that we're in control. And, and that's not only whenever we aren't believers, that's also when we are believers. We still think that we're in control and we think that we should be in control. Um, we think that we can take hold and, and, and live um, a way that's pleasing to God whenever we are controlling everything that we do. And I just, I just don't believe that that's true. And I believe that um, that's a dangerous mindset to have because um, it makes us believe that, you know, you always hear people talk about, um, and, and I'm, I, 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 I don't mean this in a negative way towards these people because the majority of them, I mean, I've probably thought this way myself before, and the majority of them who are saying things like this just don't know Jesus, and so we should show compassion to them and, and bring the word to them so that they don't have to rely on their own laurels. But um, you always hear the phrase, you know, like self-made, like I'm self-made, like I, I did this all for myself. Look where I came from and look where I'm at now I, I and look at all the hard work that I did along the way. And I'm not saying that these people or, or myself or you or whoever feels that way didn't work hard. Um, I just, I think that to, to believe that it's us, to believe that it's our own doing is, is very naive. And it's, and if we're believers, I'm not going to call out any 
non-believers right now because they don't know um, any better. But if we're believers, we know better. We know the scripture tells us that every gift that we've been given, everything good that we've been able to do has come from Jesus. And so whenever we boast in ourselves, we're taking away the glory that could be reflected off of our lives and off of our good works and off of our success, you know, um, it could be reflected towards Jesus. So when people look at our lives and they say, wow, like, how are you able to do that? When you boast in yourself, you're like, well, I just worked hard and I, you know, I went to this school and I just really like applied myself in this way and this way. And I met these people and I just, you know, I just kept working and working and working. And maybe that's true to you. You know, maybe you really believe that. But that's a that's a something that I've had to have revealed to me is that's a wasted opportunity. When somebody comes to you and say, how are you able to do that? How are you able to get through this life circumstance when it looks like nobody can get through those types of things? How are you able to come from this background and raise yourself up to here? Um that's a perfect opportunity when we know Jesus to point back to him and say, I've been given just unbelievable gifts by God and, and I, I've used them. He's been, he's been um, so uh, merciful and so gracious to me that he's allowed me, even whenever I fail, to continue to wake up every day and use these works for his glorification and not for my own. So wherever I'm at now, um, I don't boast in myself. I just boast in the Lord and I say thank you to the Lord because I wouldn't be here without him and I wouldn't be able to have these gifts without him. So why would I... Um, take credit for them. And I just love verse 8 through 10 there because um, I, I know the other day we talked about how, or I, I talked about how um, salvation is a gift and it's not anything that we can earn. And so I won't hit on that part again, but I just love the, the later um, uh, scripture here where it says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And, and so it's just like whenever we're taking credit for the things that we have and the things that we do and the, the way that we've made ourselves a success, um, we're basically saying like, eh, I don't really believe that, you know, like I made myself, you know, like I'm not your workmanship on my own. Like you didn't create me. You didn't give me all this type of stuff I did. And again, I'm just, I'm only talking to believers with this portion of the, the video today, but because it's just basically saying like, well, God, I trust you on these areas of the Bible, but like, how are you going to tell me that I didn't do this? And it's, it's, it's just pride and it's ego that, that comes in and makes us want to um, worship our own selves and and it gets back again the other the other day I keep referring back to past videos but it's just it's all connected obviously the entire all the scripture everything in scripture is all supposed to point back to Jesus so of course it's all going to be connected um, but I just I, I think about how um, you know that's a form of, of of idolatry it's a form of worshiping ourselves and trusting in ourselves more than the Lord who who gave us this life. We wouldn't be here without him. We are his creation. We are his workmanship. And we are supposed to be here to do those good works, which he says that he laid out before we were even here. And so um, anything that, any success that you have, anything that you've, you've, you've done on your own, that's amazing, but you didn't do it on your own. And I just, I think we all need that reminder sometimes. I know I certainly have, um, because we aren't self-made. The gifts came from Jesus and we are his workmanship. And if we're here glorifying ourselves and, um, and, 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 trying to raise ourselves to a success story, to the American dream, to be self-made, to have people look at us as role models. We're really neglecting what, what Jesus put us here for, for that um, the work that he wanted us to do, for the reason he actually gave us the gifts that we have right now. Not to say that you can't um, glorify him in any of the areas you've gone in your life, you know, what, whatever profession you've ended up in, whatever career, wherever you're at in school, um, whatever it is, whatever area of life you're in, God's given you gifts to be able to uh, reach people in those areas. But um, whenever we put ourselves first and say, look at me, look at me, look at me, all it is, is, is taking eyes off Jesus. And whenever we're doing that, we're not living that purposeful life. So um, I will end there because I got to go get ready for this exam coming up. Um, and um, 
so I should probably get off this video, but I just wanted to make sure that I um, came and, and got a chance to talk to you all today. So if you're listening, I, I thank you so much um, for the recent, the people who have recently liked this page. Um, I know that you've just kind of been inundated with tons. This is the 12th video, I think, today. Um, so there's all kinds of videos. There's hundreds and hundreds of minutes of me talking at this point now, so I apologize for that. But if you're interested, um, you can go back and listen from the beginning, or you can, uh, you know, I have a intro video at the very um, beginning of this Facebook page. It's just about seven or eight minutes long talking about my calling and why I felt like I needed to to do this and why I'm doing it daily or trying to do it daily. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm just so thankful for you. If you have any questions or recommendations, please reach out. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to pray for you. I have a prayer request link in the top left uh, portion of the page. It's right under the description. Um, it's, it's the page website. It'll just take you to a Google form, which you can um, type in a prayer request. It'll be completely anonymous unless you identify yourself. So I'd love to, um, I'd love to uh, pray for you, and I'd love for God to give you the courage to reach out, even if you feel like it's something silly. Um, I, I pray that you don't think that way, um, and I will continue to pray for you, whether um, you put that in there or not. But uh, please take advantage of that if that's something that you feel called to do. And again, um, if you don't want to sit here and look at my face for 15, 20 minutes a day, there is a podcast option as well. Um, it's at the top of the page. Uh, it's pinned a, a, as a post in the top of the page, and the links to all kinds of different podcast outlets are there, such as Apple and Spotify and Google. So thank you again. Um, I'll stop talking now and I'll go try to do well on this exam. So um, I hope that you all have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow.